We want to welcome you to the Bible teaching ministry of Fellowship Bible Church, where our desire is to honor God by faithful obedience to His Word. If you want to understand the Bible better, please continue to listen as Pastor Matt Postiff explains and applies the biblical text one verse at a time. You can reach us with questions or for more teaching audio and print material at our website, fbcaa.org. You can also watch our services live at fbcaa.org slash live. We want to thank you for listening and pray that you will be edified. Join us now as Pastor Postiff opens God's Word. Welcome if you are looking uh, at this service online. We are going to show some uh, PowerPoints, so the lights are a little bit different up there. It's a little dimmer in the front, but hopefully it's uh, okay on the screen there. All right, let us... uh, have a word of prayer to begin. Anything that uh, you think we need to pray about this morning? How is Steve? A little better? Okay. No? (laughs) I'm getting conflicting opinions about his condition. (laughs) All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the opportunity to be here this morning. Thank you that you brought Brother Kerwicki to be with us and to give us an update on the ministry that you have had him doing in these last few years. We uh, are grateful for it and pray that we will be edified as we uh, listen to him this morning. Lord, some still in our church family are away from us for whatever reason. Some are actively ill uh, in this day, and we pray that you will raise them up to full health. We thank you for those who have been sick being healthy now. Uh, And Lord, uh, some also we understand have had the sadness of loved ones passing Uh, in the extended connections of our church, but uh, we understand uh, that some have had to leave because of COVID and leave this life. Pray for the Brown family in particular. I'm not sure what's ever happened uh, in the last 24 hours with them, but we know they were having a big struggle with that, and so we pray for them. And for uh, young Lila, who recovered from uh, her pneumonia, we pray that the recovery will be complete and full, and, um, Lord, I don't know others, but you do in, in our connection, and we pray for them and ask you to give them at the right moment the grace that they need and the patience and the perseverance and the steadfastness. May this hour be blessed by your hand. In Jesus' name, amen. For many years, we've uh, supported Dave and Wendy Kerwicki with RBM Ministries, and uh, so uh, our brother was relating to me how just before the pandemic started, he was going to... Uh, call and uh, see if he could visit. Well, that was then, (laughs) and this is now. So uh, here we are, and uh, he's going to be able to share with us today and give us an update on what's been up with him. As you know, he did teach our vacation Bible school for many years. I I didn't look back to see how many, but I could maybe 10 or 8 or something. I don't know, but um, he's uh, kind of set that part of his ministry aside, and uh, as he advances towards full retirement, and uh, that hasn't happened yet, though, brother, has no, it? <laughs> You'll tell us about all that, so come and do that, brother. We are so glad that you're here. All right. <laughs> yes. I, uh, I am excited to be here. Um, I see many familiar faces. Uh, I see some familiar faces that are attached to taller bodies, okay? Um, so, yes, hi, and and... 
It's good to be here. Uh, as you can see, we're still, I'm still out doing release time in a, a few counties. We'll get to that. The first thing I want to talk about is kind of, well, you're probably sick of hearing about the whole COVID thing. Um, I was too, and then I got it. <laughs> okay, uh, last October, uh, my wife had this cold kind of thing going on, and I kept saying, well, maybe you should get tested. No, it's just a cold. And Well, then it, you know, she started sleeping a lot, and by that time, well, I uh, ended up getting sick, and I did get, get tested, and I uh, had COVID. That wasn't so bad, um, but things I don't understand. Um, the night before, I ended up in the hospital, maybe two days before, I got up in the middle of the night, and um, I passed out. I passed out hard enough that my daughter came down to find out what was going on. Yes? Oh, that was a couple weeks. Yes, I, was, I actually had been out that morning. I had some work done on my truck. So I got out. I, I said, you know what? I'm doing okay. I just stay away from people. I had to go to the bank. Uh, I dropped off a check at the place. Um, so I didn't talk to the guy, like I, maybe a little bit from a distance outside. Went home, sat in the car for a little bit, listened to the radio, and then I ended up going inside and kind of had a really bad asthma attack. I don't know, the cold or whatever. Um, and so they, I went to the emergency room at the new hospital in Lowe County there, um, and they did a lot of stuff, and, and I, the doctor said, we can't find anything wrong, we can't find any signs of COVID. My oxygen, everything was great. Somewhere between that night, that was a night, two nights before, and the afternoon, whether it was the next one or not, boy, I started feeling really bad. So when Wendy got home, I said, I think you need to take me to the hospital because I don't feel well at all. I, uh, I barely got through using my inhaler uh, I, I was able to get enough to get through it and not and survive the asthma attack. Got to the hospital, they checked my oxygen, it was like 82. I did not plan on being checked in the hospital. I thought they'd give me something and do something, but that's not what they did. And once they check you in, they don't let you out that easy. They had me on oxygen, they did this little test, I had to walk around the room, I couldn't do that without my oxygen dropping below. I think they didn't like it dropping below 92. Um, I didn't have to go very far before it dropped below 92. Uh, we ended up, we were on 15 liters of oxygen for a while, kind of had a little extra mask I had to use sometimes. They would wake me up in the middle of the night, tell me to take some deep breaths. They were talking about sending me maybe to the next floor up. The people on the next floor up, fewer of those went home, okay? Um, during this time, um, I decided when I went in there a couple things. And it wasn't so much a decision as remembering. Um, the first thing was, I believe the way through anything is worship. You just, God is God, and if you keep him there, I would start out, sometimes 
very early in the morning with what I could remember, because it really does do a number on your brain, but like How Great Thou Art, and maybe As the Deer, and a couple other songs if I could remember. He lives, and I'd sing them real low, but I know, I know they heard me. That's okay. I couldn't sing very well. I couldn't sing very well when I can sing, but it, yeah, well, I, anyhow, I, I would start out my days with that. Um, I want to be like Hezekiah. He, he was sick and, and sick unto death, and I don't want to get into the whole story, but but he prayed, and when he prayed, you could see his concern was for his kingdom and his people, but then after that, he forgot about it. So there was a part of me, you know, I, I, I was reading about the festal gathering in heaven there in Hebrews, you know. The great assembly to, to angels and people made perfect. I'm like, wow, that, that's pretty cool stuff, Lord. You know, this isn't much fun down here. But I remembered my family, right? Yeah, that's not good if I'm not there. So my goal was to get better so I could go back. Because my fam, well, they figured a lot of stuff I do out. They didn't figure all the stuff I do out, but they figured a lot of stuff I do out because of my absence. Um, so my goal was to get home to take care of my family. But my goal was also, see, what you pray God hears I said, God, you know, I'm in ministry. Almost everybody I see is either sitting under my ministry or they're part of a church. You know, I see a few people in stores for a couple of minutes, and, but I don't really get to rub shoulders with people like I used to do in the factory. I, I need an opportunity to go talk to people. Well, um, I didn't know how that would come out, but God did. He sent me nurses and techs and all sorts of people that had lots of needs, and we talked a lot. Um, I kept bringing them back to Jesus. I uh, had one gal. She, uh, she kept trying to remind me. She says, I'm a Catholic that goes to Protestant church or Christmas services. I have no idea what that was supposed to mean, but I kept telling her, well, you still have to trust Jesus to forgive your sins and save you. And she kept saying, well, I'm not one of those Catholic ladies that go to Protestant. So maybe she was trying to tell me something. But she didn't say that, yes, I'm trusting Jesus. But I kept um, affirming that. I had, when I was looking to get out, I had a nurse. Um, I don't know what her background is. And by the way, I was in St. Joe Hospital, so there was a little different culture, okay, uh, than U of M. Um, she kept trying to talk about maybe you'll be lucky and get out. I said, it's got nothing to do with luck. It's got everything to do with Jesus. And we ended up high-fiving, yes, it's got everything to do with Jesus. That's pretty cool in a COVID ward, right? Gloves or no gloves, it's pretty cool. Uh, a lot of other stories I could tell you about things. But um, like I said, I, I had just taught the story about Manasseh and his failure after his sickness and his pride. And, of course, you know, he, he humbled himself, and that's not even what I want to talk about today. So, anyhow, I'm kind of doing pretty well. Um, I think I'm finally yeah, at least 95% better. Um, my lungs are okay. Um, they, had to, they had to give me an inhaler, like a steroid-based inhaler, to do that. Um, I think my digestive system's still pretty messed up. It was kind of messed up before, but I think it's worse. Um, that may take a while because that took the big that took almost as big a hit as my lungs. 
So that's my COVID story. I'm out. I'm better. Uh, there's a lot more to it, but I don't want to take more time on that. All right? Um, I'll answer a question if you have it. As long as, if it's too personal, I'll say it's too personal. If I, it's not appropriate for right now, I'll just say we'll talk about that later, okay? Eleven days. And I want to say God took care of me. Um, the last year that we had health insurance, regular health insurance, before just recently, we had a priority health policy. Uh, we paid over $1,400 a month for it, and it had $4,500 deductible uh, on each Wendy and myself. So we basically paid a lot of money and paid for everything. We actually still have a bill that we're paying off from way back then, <laughs> okay, because it was thousands of dollars and whatever. Anyhow, um, now I have a uh, Medicare Advantage plan, Medicare Part C plan. Um, my hospital bill was nearly, it's like $87,753 or something like that. The total that we owed was 1950 is all. Yes. Um, that, so God took care of that too. Um, I I'm very thankful for good health insurance. It's better health insurance than you can buy, and I don't know why that's true. Um, but anyhow, so so God did take care of all the bills and everything. Uh, we actually paid off that amount, um, so we're kind of good. All right. There's no more questions. Talk a little bit about my ministry. Um, as you can see, we're Dave and Wendy Kerwicki. Uh, Wendy has, for several years, not traveled with me very often. Um, she is a lady that this, in about three weeks from now, will be turning 69. Okay? So she's older than I am. She still gets around okay, but she's, you know, she's had hip replacement, some other stuff, so... Um, my main ministry, I still conduct release time Bible classes, not as much as I used to, but I assist other churches with their children's and adult ministries. There's actually a couple churches that I work with a lot in the summer. Um, it's pretty cool. The one church, Grass Lake Baptist Church, the, the young lady and her husband, oh goodness, she could almost be my granddaughter. Because she was actually, like, one of my first years in release time, she was actually a student. Now her and her husband are in charge of the children's ministries at this church. So, so we work together at this church a lot. Um, I work together with that church a lot, especially in the summer. There's another church that I just um, started doing release time with here, oh, I don't know, three, four years ago. And uh, I, do, I kind of cover for them in the summer when they do vacations and some other things there. So I, I kind of still have some summer ministry going on. It's just more um, not a whole week long and stuff. And then we'll talk about a few other things that I got going on. Um, right here you'll see Gateway, uh, Gateway Church in Onstead. If you look, that, that building right across the street is the elementary school. Gateway has done their own release time called KYB, Know Your Bible, for many years. I am the guest speaker down there once or twice a month, even though another RBM guy comes down. Um, the children love me very much, too much there. They were, they were very concerned, and I am 
I'm sure I got many child-type prayers when I was in the hospital. Um, COVID or not, when I show up there, there's usually, uh, I, when I'm there the first time, I have the fifth graders, so there's somewhere 70 to 80-ish, okay? Um, when I come the next time, it's more in the 60, 60s or around there. But even COVID and all that, I still have kids just walk up and, and they give me hugs. I don't, I, I'm very careful about how that happens, but um, they just really, I, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I have found that you, I, get, I get treated with uh, goodness that belongs to my Savior, and I try to give that back to them. To him, okay. Uh, that's kind of happens there. Um, that's not the only place. Um, oh, my mouse is sticking. Oh, there we go. Um, this next church, Lansing Avenue Baptist Church. Ah, it's kind of blurry. You can't read it. But if you look real close, there's two school buildings back there in the back. There's like. 16 to 1,800 children in those two school buildings. And the church is right across the street. They have their own bus. Since I pulled back, this church has been doing release time. I'm, I kind of facilitate it. I write the letters for the school. I get them permission slips. I provide a PowerPoint for Pastor Steve to teach every month. I get them the paperwork every month. And, but I'm not there. They do it themselves. And they've been doing it. Uh, this year attendance is a little bit down, but last year, or last year before COVID, last couple years, or the last year before COVID, I think they were like almost getting 150 kids coming over. They have three classes, and uh, they're they're doing it this year. Um, I only we'll talk about the schools that I'm not working in. Um, over here, this is called the hub, Heritage United Brethren Church. If you see that building right there across the parking lot. That is also the elementary school. I got to tell you how cool Dansville is. A lady from the church does it. I do less. I do, I do write the letters and get permission slips and stuff. But uh, this, this summer I was kind of hanging back a little to kind of let the dust, dust settle on COVID. And the pastor from the church called me because they wanted the letter to, to set up release time. Um, his wife is superintendent of schools the pastor's wife is they have invited me down to talk about my ministry at a board meeting before um god has his people out there and active and so jan does this class here um also, if you would look at our Dropbox, there's a couple interesting things there. There's one, there's uh, Lansing Avenue, uh, a separate section for that. There's another one called Curlwicky Edits. Um, I don't, um, I, this year I'm not doing much editing because we have a new production manager slash executive editor. Um, he did a lot of things. He put the, the PowerPoint and the other the manual visuals, kind of all those things together. So I didn't have to kind of cut that out and make it look right for Pastor Steve. Um, I may do some things this summer for for Vacation Bible School. Some of he's going to be rewriting everything, so some of those 
cut and paste and extra errors that were in our stuff, I'll, I'm able to go through and correct a lot of that stuff now. So I go through, they, I got that concession from the previous guy. I haven't talked to Tim to see how he feels about me fixing stuff. But I will say this, we have one lesson that we haven't received yet. It's about the church. Um, Tim just took over this summer. The guy that was a former production manager retired. So Tim was doing like visuals and trying to write all this stuff. So I drove out to Kalamazoo a couple times to help him get the visuals put together. And in that time, we talked about the church thing. So I did submit to him uh, my version of how, a, how the my church thing should go. I don't know how much of that he'll use. Um, I, didn't, I didn't edit it down to every, you know, fix all the grammatical stuff. Um, but I took some time and wrote a thing out, and, you know, he, he can do what he wants with it. So it would be interesting to see how much that influenced him. Um, that's, I kind of, my ministry too, uh, you get to be a veteran at something. And you only do that by putting in the sweat equity um, and putting in the time. And so I get, to, I get to still have some influence over some things just because I've been around um, not as long as dirt. Dirt was kind of a new idea when I was, no, not really. But, but I've been around a while. Um, now, let's see here. I don't know why this does not want to work. Oh, I should get your pointer. Um, I had some people take some pictures at a couple release time Bible classes. Um, I have a problem. People tend to focus on the puppet a lot more than me. So most of the pictures kind of surround me with the puppet, okay? Um, I, anyhow, they took the pictures they took. This is just a couple of release times. I got a little music to go with it. And uh, a lot of the pictures are from the same place and look a little bit similar. But you'll get the idea. I think we, I think we can get there. Now you got to say hi. They, they can't hear that. A little louder. <laughs> okay, see, so can you say it a little bit louder? A little bit. Yes, a little bit. <laughs> the first king is a good king. His name is Hezekiah. That sounds like a sneeze. I stand alone on the 
word of God, the D-I-D-L-E. I stand alone on the word of God, the D-I-D-L-E. places I work, I, uh, I actually gave away my Lenaway County ministry, a little over half of my ministry. Uh, a guy called John Rodifer, already with the mission, he was already working um, in Hillsdale County for like three years, I think. He, uh, he was looking to bump his support up. And he's been he'd been working, but kind of part time with the church and part time with RBM. He's hoping to go full time. So I I talked to all the people that support me in Lenawee County, and I think every one of them has transferred their support from me to John. Uh, I'm still doing okay. That's a different question. Not really for now. Um, I might want to talk to Pastor Matt about that a little bit. All right. Um, so anyhow, I got Jackson County and those Ingham County schools left. Uh, there will just kind of got a little video of each one, and again, there's some music with it. Uh, I'll talk about a couple of those when this is done. except for two, 
I've been having release time class in all year. Of course, I lost my whole um, November schedule. Now, this school year, um, we had a very good answer to prayer. I'm a person that believes in prayer. I'm glad so many people pray for me. Um, that doesn't make me a great person. That means I got a great God. I'm a very needy person, and God knows that, right? And so I show up at the school maybe October-ish. I should stand by the microphone, I guess. I, I showed up to school maybe October-ish, and I think it was in October, and I, I went to pick up my kids. And I don't know what was going on to the secretary, and she says, well, I let them know in the morning and let the teachers know. Of course, the kids never showed up because they didn't remember by 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And so my helper, the, she actually helps me, the young lady that I talked about that used to go to my release time class, she said, well, maybe I should do this, or maybe you should talk to somebody. I said, why don't we just, why don't we just pray about it? Let's just pray about it and see what God does. I said, that should be our first step. Just, just see what God does. Well, of course, I didn't have class there in November because I was still sick and contagious or whatever. But when I showed up in December, I got, I, she just got all my kids down for me. Um, didn't have to do anything, didn't have to talk to anybody except, except God. He's, uh, he's capable of handling things. So uh, I, I'll just say next time you read something in the news or hear something that just drives you crazy, just tell God, hey, that God, that drives me crazy. I know you're in control. Um, I just, just want you to know I noticed and, well, anyhow, see what he does. Um, the only other school, there's a couple schools I don't have classes in, that Woodworth Elementary and Leslie, I put the town names up, not the school name. Um, I walked the kids across the street and I used the library. They would move furniture out of the way. I got to use their media. It was pretty good. But of course, because of COVID, they're not letting outside groups use the library. Well, I thought I could take the bus down there, but there's two churches that I've worked with in the past. The one, they were in the process of getting set up for a daycare. And um, so they didn't really want me down there. The other church when I called, the pastor had COVID, but he's also has pretty bad cancer, and he just didn't want to, and I understand. So I don't have class there. I have students signed up. I have a school willing to do it, but I don't have a venue, okay? Excuse me. This fell out here. So I don't have a venue to work on or work with it. The other one, Arnold Elementary, I, even though I have classes in Kiker Elementary, in fact, I will be next week down the church in Michigan Center to talk to the talk with the church, and there's a new pastor there. But Arnold Elementary, I was pretty sure I wasn't going to have classes when I went to schedule this summer. Uh, the secretary, probably administrative assistant, too. I'm not sure what her title is. I think that's more of her, jo her job title. Uh, is a Christian lady. We have actually prayed together in her office about stuff. Um, we've talked about things in her life. Um, she's a good lady. But when I went, she was surprised that I came, and, and her perspective was that she had already lost two family members from COVID. So I kind of get that, all right? I'm not faulting her. I'm not 
I get it. So those are the two places I don't have classes, but the rest of them, we're open for business. Pretty cool. Uh, I got just a little bit, one final thing here in my video. Um, a word from our executive director. Actually, our executive director got to retire, too. <laughs> he retired just this past spring. Um, our new executive director hasn't really recorded any videos yet. So we'll get, we'll get to that. Um, Scott Gilbertson, he came to us uh, from, what is it, the after-school ministry. I can't think of it right now. Um, he came to us from, from those folks. And i got to keep here. So he's here. Here we go. A uh, couple words. Got to hold this up here. For over 80 years, RBM Ministries has been involved in assisting churches in reaching boys and girls for Christ. This great privilege has enabled us to come alongside churches to help them, to equip them, and prepare them for reaching the children in their community. We covet your prayers for both our missionaries, our churches, and all who are involved, and we covet your involvement and your gifts as well. Thank you for your prayers. May God bless you. Before we move on, any questions about any of the ministry stuff? All right. Uh, we, have, um, we have prayed and asked God's help. I have just a few words for you. If you have your Bible, open it to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. Let me get this out of my way here. I... Uh, Got about 15 minutes here, okay. Um, familiar passage, right? Familiar passage. But there's like three main points I want to talk about. Uh, fishermen finding favor. Uh, fishermen finding faith, and a fisherman finding focus. Let's read uh, just the first, well, let's, let's just read through this short passage, these 11 verses, and we'll talk about it. So it was as a multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that him is Jesus, that he stood by the lake Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them, and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and have caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking, so that they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. 
For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So when they brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Well, you know, it's a logical progression. Jesus, or Peter had met Jesus before. Andrew, his brother, had brought him to him. Um, whether those passages in, in Matthew 4 and Mark 1 are the same as this one, I don't know. Uh, most people put them together. But Peter is called into service. Jesus comes up to him and says, gets on his boat and says, launch out a little from land. The boat became the pulpit, and the, the area next to the lake, the Sea of Galilee there, Lake Gennesaret, that became the pews. Large crowd listening. We don't know what Jesus talked about that day. Hmm. But, but this isn't maybe about that as much as it is for us, you see. Um, Jesus is teaching us something. Now, Peter had to be pretty excited. When you, when you first are a believer in Christ and, and you first start to get involved, it's exciting. I remember at Britain Bethel Baptist Church just getting back with God, just getting back in the church, and I got to help in the children's ministry. And I, I don't think I did much, but just to be part of that, you know. So I, I just can imagine Peter, he's using my boat. He's using my boat, Right? Right? That would be the subtitle. He's using my boat. But, but that's not where we end, right? God wants to take us farther down our road of faith, down our road of service. So then we get to the fisherman finding faith, and you could subtitle that, What Did You Expect Anyway? Verses 4 to 7. We have, I'm not sure if it's one two parts of one command or two commands, and it doesn't really make much difference. But Jesus tells him to launch out into the deep and put down his nets for a catch. Now launch out into the deep. After a long night of fishing, the most comfortable place was on shore. But fishing means we have to go where the fish are. This day... The deep water was not an unfamiliar place, just a weary place, right? There's a difference between working as part of our normal human existence and working for the Lord. Way back when I worked at Vocker Silicones, the thing that made that survivable was I made it, I, I believe the scripture said I should do everything for the glory of God, so I did my work for the glory of God. I, I did things that I didn't have to do because Jesus was watching, you see. Um, it gave me lots of opportunities to talk to lots of people about Jesus because that was part of my ministry, my work was. Sometimes when God calls you to serve, you may end up doing the same thing for an entirely different purpose. Right? We all know that. Now here's the thing. Sometimes... Because Jesus said, launch out in the deep. Sometimes we think of our churches as lighthouses. There's even a song about the lighthouse or something like that. We really need to be search and rescue teams. 
The, the idea that this poor lost soul, if they can just fight their way past the raves and rocks and get to the shore of the lighthouse, they'll be saved. Folks, that happens sometimes. But most of the time, if we're going to go out, and you guys are pretty good at this, but if we're going to go out, we have to go out in the deep into that weary, dark place. We have to go out. I told my former executive director, sometimes Faith meant just putting my shoes on and walking out the door. Because I still feel terrible a lot. I'm not sure what all that's about. I have some things that i got to get straightened out. Anyhow, we should be looking for opportunities to share and make a difference. Then Jesus said, let down your nets. There was a couple boats where they should let all the nets down. We don't have time for all that. But when I send permission slips out to schools, I'm just putting down a net. I have no idea who's going to sign up, but you know what? They sign up and they come. I get the ones God sends. Right? Um... I just mentioned I still get, I, I, I prayed about the hospital. I prayed about talking to people. Now, apparently in this ship, in verse, according to verse 7, the, there was partners in close proximity. But it sounds like only in Peter's boat did they let down the net. And Jesus even let them know why he wanted them to let down their nets for a catch. Now, that's an f- interesting word, that catch. If you look at the classic amplified edition or the Darby edition, they translated as haul. The idea is a haul of fish. Jesus wasn't telling Peter, and Peter understood that he wasn't going to put down his mat and have a few little bitty flopping minnows in it, right? Now, God doesn't do amazing things in, in our ministry all the time. But there are times he does amazing things sometimes, Right? Usually what happens in my ministry is there's just that class or that day. It's like scary. That happened. I had lots of plans for November release time. But I want to tell you, I learned things for my December release time, being in a hospital in November, that I wouldn't have been able to share. And I remember being at... at the Columbia students, and talking to them at the end of my lesson, I was trying to explain to them about salvation and, and, and praying to trust Christ, and they were bowing their heads and praying to try to trust Christ as I was talking to them about praying and trusting Christ. And, and so I said, okay. And, and so I had them bow their head and ask how many wanted, wanted me to pray for them, wanted to know about that, and was most of the class, right? Well, <laughs> you can't, we didn't have time or the personnel to talk to 25 kids, 22 kids, whatever it was. So I don't like leading a prayer of salvation from up front, but I said, okay, here it goes, Lord. They seem like they're ready. So I did. And I just had them give me their name as they got off the bus, and it was like 20-some kids. God doesn't always do that kind of stuff, but he can do it anytime he wants. You know that? And that's not because I'm anything special. I, I had people say, oh, that must be so exciting. You get to lead people to Christ. I'm glad people get saved. But listen, I just carry the buckets. God gives it a good swift kick whenever he wants. You understand that? It's cool to watch God just splash out the Spirit. He, 
He does that. Anyhow, they, they, they put out their nets. You know the story. They get the fish. It says their net was breaking. Actually, the, the word is it kept breaking, right? It kept breaking. And both boats ended up filled to the point of sinking, right? Now, fishermen finding focus. Those last few verses, 8 through 11. Peter recognized the miracle. He worshipped. He fell down at Jesus' knees. Really, the idea of worship, most of the time the word for worship is the idea of, of bowing down before God. Right? If we were going to do praise and worship, what, right? we would say some wonderful words about God and fall on our face. That's praise and that's, the, that's worship. That's how they do it in heaven. They fall down before him. Um, I've seen lots of stuff, and that's okay. He declared his unworthiness. Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. I like to end my prayers for Jesus' sake. We're told that Peter was astonished in all that was with him. That astonished is like unfolding astonishment, right? Think of it this way. They're, they pull up this net, and they're trying to break it. Well, we better get some fish out. So they start throwing fish in the boat, and... and there's more fish, and they start getting, hey, get over here and help us, and they're throwing fish in the boat, and they're throwing fish in the boat. How is this possible? And by the time they were done, the awe of what God did had them, right? These guys were never going to be the same, right? Jesus gives Peter what I call God's message. It says, fear not. That's God's message to believers. From now on, you will catch men. They, Peter, James, John, all forsook all and followed him. They left the riches of fishes to find the riches of service in the Lord. I'm sure those two boats full of fish were worth some money, right? Who cared? They didn't even care about that. They had family ties to the fishing business and all that stuff. And just like, no. There's a, there's a place where you may have to leave something behind to become a fisher of men. But I'll say this. Anything that I've left behind, God's not a debtor to anyone. Okay? You can't out surrender, you can't out give, you can't get rid of anything that God can't outdo you in. The very fact that you belong to Jesus Christ, who humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death on the cross, you're so far behind that you're never going to catch up. All right, so so my challenge is um, I don't know where you're at on that. I hope you're hope you're sold out, fishermen, right? I hope if it costs you something, missionaries that we sent out from my former church. One guy I remember he said they had all sorts of antiques, and he talked about his new Chevy that he had then. He had to sell it all to go on the mission field. Well, that new Chevy would be really old. <laughs> Because that was a lot of years ago. In fact, he's in glory now. 
And, and those antiques, you know what? They're older, but who knows if they're even worse stuff. Thank you very much. You've been, a, been good to be here. Glad to be back. And I'm kind of okay on time, not perfect. All right? Pray. Okay. We will pray and send you to... All right. Father, I, I hope that um, everyone here got the idea of what an awesome God you are. How interested you are in the souls of people. Help us to catch it. Help us to live it. In Jesus' name for Christ's sake I pray, amen.